Hey, y'all. Happy Monday. I usually, like the last couple of weeks, I haven't been doing a podcast on Monday. But today, I just wanted to do them on Monday. Like, I just feel like it's a great Monday. I feel energized. I have a lot of stuff to do. I have a lot of orders to drop off. Like, this would be a great time to be like a shameless plug. Go over to my website, thechristianbay.com. I have some summer merch on there. Check it out. Let me know what you think. But yeah, so I wanted to do the podcast on Monday today. And because the quiet time that I just had with God, like, it was really, really good. So I was just like, I got to share this. Like, I want to share this today. I don't want to wait till, like, midweek, like I usually do the podcast. So now that I did my little shameless plug, <laughs> or y'all can go to the Instagram, Christian Bay 144 Now that I did my shameless plug, let's get into the word, okay? I haven't said this in forever, but y'all, grab y'all notebooks, grab a pen, because I took a lot of notes, like, I took a lot of notes, and I would like y'all to take notes, because I feel like this is, like, good information, and this is good information that you can really apply to your life, and really see what God's doing, or how he's moving in your life, like, these notes can help you decipher what season you're in, if you're in one of these seasons, okay, so get your notebook, and let's go. So, the book that I'm coming from is the book of Acts, and I read the whole chapter 8. So in this book, um, it talks about how Saul was trying to go around and kill all the Christians. That's what it begins with. Saul was a witness, and he agreed to completely kill Stephen. And then verse 3 says, Saul was going around everywhere to to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. Then verse 4 says, but the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. So the first thing that I noted when I was reading this was that this this confirms Romans 8, which says all things work together for our good. Because Saul was going around trying to kill all the Christians and, you know, take them out, throw them into prison or kill them. And because of him coming after them and looking for them, they begin to scatter. But with them scattering, so did God's word. So God literally took something that was meant to harm them, that was meant to stop the good news, that was meant to stop the gospel, and this caused it to accelerate and be spread even more. So sometimes things in life that look like they're failures or that look like they're bad, really they're just accelerating the blessing that God has for us. We just don't see it until it's full form. It's a word. I'm telling y'all, it's a word word. So the next thing that I really wanted to highlight on was verse 8. It says, so there was great joy in that city, the city where they went and they were spreading the good news. They were spreading the good news, the crowds were listening, and many evil spirits were cast out of people, all because of Saul chasing them and trying to throw them into prison. So this evil thing, this harmful thing, this hurtful thing led to joy in the end. So whatever you're going through right now, or if you're going through something right now that's painful, that's hurtful, that you feel is just, you know, sometimes trials of life seem like they can take us out i just want you to know that you have the victory and in the end there's going to be great joy in the end god is going to show you that you're not going through this for absolutely nothing the next thing that i wanted to point out in this chapter was that it talked about a man named 
Simon, and it was talking about how Simon did like great miracles, and everyone called him the great one, the power of God. And this is verse 10. And it says in verse 11, they listened closely to him because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic. But then when you go down to verse 13, it talks about how Philip had came into the town and was spreading the good news, and many people were baptized through Philip's good news and his talk about Jesus Christ. In verse 13, literally says, then Simon himself believed and was baptized. But if we go back to verse 10, it says that everyone was calling Simon the great one, the power of God. So how in verse 13 could Simon himself believe and be baptized in verse 13 if they were already calling him the great one, the power of God in verse 10? How this was happening was because because Simon had magic, people automatically assumed that he was anointed by God. People already assumed that he was the great one because he had magic. And what I wrote down in my notes, and I would like you to write down, is that you can have magic and not be anointed by God. You can have a Christian women empowerment event and not be a Christian, not be a woman of God, not be Christ-filled or Christ-led, not be filled with the Holy Spirit, not be living a life of discernment, not have healing hands, but still placing your hands on people. It is very possible to live a life as if God is empowering you, as if God is anointing you to do something when God absolutely has no parts in it. And that's what this story is telling us. That's what this story is showing us, that Simon was going around showing his magic, and people were calling him the great one, the power of God. And three verses later, it shows us that he didn't even believe in God. He had became a believer, and then he was baptized. But because of what it looked like, people were labeling it as God. So a question that I have for you is, are you testing the fruit? Or are you listening to every person that tell you, you know, I pray for you and this is what God said? Are you listening to every Christian or women empowerment event that you go to? Oh, this is my story and I got here this way and this is how I got to success, so you should do the same thing. Are you leaving those events and going home and praying to God and asking him, God, is this in your will? Can you show me confirmation? Is this what you have for me? Is this the route that you would like me to take? Or are you just taking whatever the people say? Are you just taking whatever looks good on social media? Are you just taking every Christian page that you come across? Are you just listening to every Christian podcast that says God's name in it? Or are you really testing the fruit to see if that person's actions and words line up with the word of God or do they contradict? Because everybody that was calling him the great one, the power of God, if they would have paid attention to his fruit, which is his characteristics, his motives, his intentions, his words, the way that he treats people, if they would have paid attention to those things, in due time they would have been able to tell whether or not he was empowered by the power of God or whether he was moving based on his own doing. So this is something that I wrote down and I really expanded on because I feel like it's very important, especially in our generation where everybody wants to be an influencer, everybody wants to be a spiritual counselor, everybody wants to have um, events and women empowerment events and Christian events, everybody wants to use the God label because it's what's popular right now, it's what's trending right now. And I'll tell you first and forehand, when you do an event that's called by God, that's of God, it comes with extreme testing. 
It comes with extreme testing and spiritual warfare. There's going to be fruit to show for this event. God's hand is going to be all over the event to the point where you can't deny that it was God. You will leave the event better than you came. And not only that, if you are going to women empowerment events or Christian events or spiritual-led events, one tip that I want you to write down is I want you to take whatever you have from that event, and I want you to first pray over it. And second, I want you to put it into action. Now, if you put it into action and it does not bring you closer to God, then that's a red flag. Because anything that God has for you or anything that God calls you to, a person, an event, a job, a business, anything, the ultimate goal is to get you closer to him and to look more like his image. That's always God's plan. That's always God's goal. So if you're going to these events and they're telling you, rely on your own strength, you can do it. You have it in you. This is all true, but I need you to know that the source, that you're getting it from is God. God will give you the strength you need to fulfill the purpose that you that he created for you. That's very true, but it was never just based off your own strength. So even saying that, yes, we're both saying you have the strength, but I'm saying God is the source of that strength. So it's little tricks on words like that that reveal to you the the fruit and what a person is saying. And these are the things that you need to take note of when you're allowing people to pour into you and listening to podcasts and listening to sermon and going places. Really get down to the meat of what they're saying. Are you saying that everything that I need is all in me or are you saying that God places everything that I need all in me? It's two different things. It sounds the same, but it's two different things. So pay attention to the fruit, okay? Let me move on because we're at 10 minutes already, y'all, but I really, really, like, love that this book pointed that out. Like, that's very, very, very important. So the last thing that I touched on, because this book chapter is Acts chapter 8, the whole book. It has a lot of pointers, but the last thing that I'll touch on is coming from verses 26 through 40. So after... Philip went around spreading the good news. God sent Peter and uh, I think it was P- Peter and John. He sent Peter and John to come there and basically help um, Philip with the people. So they went there and they laid hands on people to make sure that they received the Holy Spirit. Then in verse 26 or verse 25, it says that Peter and John returned to Jerusalem. And then it says in verse 26 that Philip, the Holy Spirit, told him to go south instead of going where Peter and John went. So he went there, and he ran into a treasurer. And this treasurer, when he ran into this treasurer, it gave some background information on the treasurer and where the treasurer was. And verse 29 tells us that the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk alongside beside the carriage. And that's where the treasurer was, sitting in the carriage. So the Holy Spirit told Philip, go over there by him. So Philip listened, he got up and ran over there, and he heard the man reading the book of Isaiah, reading from the prophet Isaiah. And Philip asked him, do you understand what you're reading? Like, you know what you're reading, or are you just sitting here reading something? So Philip asked him, do you know what you're reading? And verse 31 says, the man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up to the carriage and sit with him. And what I got from this 
was that there are many people in the world who are hungry for God, who are hungry for God's word. But God has us as vessels because they need people to break down and decipher the word and tell them what the word means. Tell them how to apply the word to their life. Really give them a deeper understanding of God's word and who God is as a father. That's why he has us on this earth. I'm pretty sure if I was Philip, I would be thinking, God, you sent Peter and John to help me. Why can't I go back with them? You sending me somewhere by myself. They just came in and helped me with the alley-oop. Like, they really helped me bring all these people to you, and now you're separating us. Because sometimes when God separates us from the people that we're teamed up with, we don't really understand it. And most of the time, we really don't like it because we want to stay with the game. And that's just that on that. But God has bigger purposes for us. He has bigger plans for us. And God's main concern is always going out to get the one, that one person that doesn't have guidance, that one person that doesn't have friends, that one person that doesn't really understand how to read the Bible, but they're trying every night, that one person who just wants somebody to invite them to church, that one person who's thinking about suicide, that one person who's depressed. God always wants us to go after the one, and most times we want to stay with the gang and cling to who we already know, but there's no purpose in that. There's no reward in that. There's no progress in that. So in this story, God sent him, and he asked the man, do you understand what you're reading? And the man said, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he asked him to come sit up there with him. So then he went and sat up there with him, and they were reading, and he asked them, tell me, was the prophet talking talking about himself or someone else? So at this point, he's reading the Bible, but, you know, he really doesn't know the deeper meaning. It's kind of like I'm doing with this podcast. You can read the same book, but me breaking it down, it really helps you apply it to life and see how you can put this lesson in action. So that's what Philip was doing with this guy in the story. But something that stood out to me was verse 35. It says, so beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. This stood out to me because I feel like the Bible is always intentional with what it says. And it mentioned that beginning with this same scripture. That means that Philip spread the good news and helped him get an understanding of God right where he was right at the scripture that he was reading. He didn't tell him, no, you need to change it and go to this book. This verse would be better. Build off of this. No, right where he was, right where he met him, that's where he shared the good news. He didn't tell him, I'm not going to help you understand until you join the church. He didn't tell him, I'm not going to help you understand until you cut off that secular music. He didn't tell him, I'm not going to help you understand until you stop going to the club. I'm not going to help you understand until you be more nice to others. Right where he was in his journey, in his spiritual walk, mentally, emotionally, right where he was, that's where Philip spread the good news. So how I'm applying that to life is in every situation, it does not matter whether the person is reading the verse that we want, wearing the clothes that we think is best, in the environments that we think they should be in, going to church every Sunday like us or not, right where that person was or is with the same scripture, with the same posture, with the same mindset, with the same clothes, with the same stripper job, right where that person is, you spread the good news to that person. Okay, y'all got that? Like, did y'all write that down? Right where the person is, you spread the good news. So continuing, it says, 
the guy said to Philip, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? After Philip explained the scripture to him, this guy wanted to become a believer. Like he believed now at this point he wanted to be baptized. And the guy ordered the carriage to stop. And they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. And my last point, which is verse 39, says, when they came up out the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. Once Philip's assignment was finished, once this guy had a better understanding of the word, once this guy was a believer and baptized, Philip's job was complete. So guess what? God removed him. And what I want you to write down is do not be afraid of change or removal in any season. If God removes you from a person, place, or a season of life, and it's a, a sudden change that you didn't expect coming, do not fear that. That just means that your season there is done. That just means that you've accomplished what God set out for you to do in that location and that time period with that purpose and with that person, and now he's moving you on to something else. It literally says it snatched Philip away, and the man never saw Philip again, but the man went on rejoicing. The man continued to be a believer. So even though Philip was not physically there anymore, the impact that he had stuck with that man, and that man was changed for life. That's what it's about, the impact that you leave on people, the way that you make people better than you found. You leave them better than you found them. And once you do that, God says, okay, now I need to take you away. In verse 40, it says, meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the end of another town, and he preached the good news there. God is like, your your assignment is done here. It's time to move on because there's there's more people reading verses that need it to be broken down. There's more people that need to be baptized. There's more people with questions that need a deeper level of understanding. So if I leave you here, my work is not being done. So do not fear change because with change comes progress. With progress comes purpose. And that's what we're here to do, to fulfill our purpose, which is always connected to people, which is always connected to new places. So don't fear it. Just embrace it, and God will reward you every time for your obedience, okay? <sighs> I pray that this word touched y'all the way that it touched me. I'm literally about to lose my voice. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but I'm about to lose my voice. So I pray that it touched y'all. I hope that y'all took some notes in y'all notebook. I pray that y'all read Acts chapter 8 on your own. And if you get any new points or any new revelations that God shows you in this text or anything that you can apply to life, DM me um, at the Christian Bay underscore and we could talk about it and really just compare our points and share our points. I love y'all and let's pray out. Father God, I just want to thank you for giving me this fresh word to start the week. Father God, there were so many important topics and important points in this word, Father God, and I pray that every person listening to this podcast just takes away at least one thing and applies it to their life, Father God, for their life to not only get better, but for their life to get blessings and get closer to you ultimately, Father God. We know that coming to you and being after your heart releases so many things that you have in your hand for us, Father God. So I just pray that everyone listening to 
this podcast gets a new fire for your heart, gets a new fire for an intimacy with you, Father God, that reveals our passions and our purpose, and it leads us to places that help us empower and impact people in a way like no other, Father God. I thank you for this word. I thank you for these listeners, and I pray that they all have a blessed week, a prosperous week, and a Holy Spirit, Christ-filled, God-filled week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I love y'all, and I will talk to y'all, I don't know when, it might be this week. Like, if I get another juicy word, I'm coming back. I'm running it back, okay, back to back, Drake voice. I don't know, but I'm going to talk to y'all soon. Love y'all. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Bay underscore. Check out the website, thechristianbay.com, or the Instagram for the apparel at christianbay144. I will talk to y'all soon. Beach Blankets and Bibles is coming up. If you're in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach area, pull up. Bye.